Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 58 and we'll start with our news segment. Maddie, what is our first story? So our first story today is coming from Music Feeds and it's written by Jackson Langford and it says Bandcamp are waiving their revenue cut once again this Friday. So the legends over at Bandcamp are keeping to their word and are once again waiving their revenue cut on the first Friday of July, aka the 3rd of July in an effort to help artists during the COVID-19 pandemic. This will be the fourth day so far this year that Bandcamp have done this, and the results have been mind-blowing to say the least. On Friday 20th of March, 4.3 million US dollars was spent on music and merch. On Friday 1st of May, 7.1 million USD was spent. On Friday the 5th of June, 4.8 million dollars was spent. That's over 21 million AUD going directly to artists at a time when they need it more than ever. Quote, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to impact all of us and artists have been hit especially hard as tours and shows are cancelled for the foreseeable future, Bandcamp CEP Ethan Diamond said in a statement via the website. With such a major revenue stream drying up almost entirely, finding ways to continue supporting artists in the coming months is an urgent priority for anyone who cares about music and the artists who create it. Musicians will continue to feel the effects of lost touring income for many months to come, so we're also sharing some ideas below on how fans can support the artists they love and how artists can give fans new creative ways to provide support, end quote. You can check out um, the website that's linked in that article down below um, to see exactly when Bandcamp Friday is set to start in your time zone. So, there you go. Got on your Bandcamp. I think it's really fantastic that they're continuing this sort of promise and the fact that they can do it is yeah. amazing. And the fact that they're not just doing it as like a one-off yeah. thing. It's like a continuous, like once every month we're going to, you mm. know, because it's more of like an ongoing mm. issue. So it needs an ongoing solution. So I think for sure, that's a really good idea. Because yeah. if it was just like one random time in March, like it's not going to make much difference. Like that revenue is going to dry up so quick. Mm-hmm. Especially because, so. you know, who knows how long that this is going to go on for and how long the effects of the pandemic is going to last after it's sort of, you know, slowed down a bit. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll go on to our second story for today, Vivian. What have you got? So our second story today is also coming from Music Feeds, written by Alex Gallagher, and it says, Guy Sebastian's former manager arrested after allegedly defrauding singer of $1 million. So it says... Guy Sebastian, former manager Titus Day, has been charged with fraud offences after he allegedly kept $1.15 million from the singer over a period of seven years between December 2013 and April 2020. The singer parted ways with Day's management company Six Degrees Management in 2017 after a decade of working together. Day is currently facing 61 counts of dishonestly obtaining financial advantage by deception. Day has been refused bail to appear before Waverley Court this morning, reports the ABC. In a statement, Sebastian commented that he was, quote, absolutely devastated to learn the nature and detail of these charges. In late 2018, both Sebastian and Day launched separate lawsuits against one another, with Sebastian claiming he was owed over $200,000 for completed work, and Day claiming he was owed over $800,000 in unpaid fees. Earlier this year, Day told Nine that after Sebastian terminated their management contract, he, quote, refused to pay me commissions on any work that I did, even for events that had been completed, that crippled my business. Sebastian called today's charges a, quote, sad vindication after years of dispute with his former manager. 
All my income was controlled via Titus into a trust account, and after noticing some disparities in payments, I requested important financial information that I was rightfully entitled to, and upon doing so, our relationship began deteriorating, Sebastian said. Over these last years, my integrity and reputation have been questioned, and many untruths have been publicly stated. For me, this has been deeply personal, and this period has been the toughest of my life. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It's very sad, and I think, you know, it's obviously, it's good that there's justice, sort of, you know, he's been charged, and that's really good, but that is a lot of money over a long period of time. Yeah, and obviously, like, it doesn't, like, it's it's strange to see, you know, like, they both um, filed lawsuits against mm-hmm. each other, and it was like, you know, this war, I guess, between them, but wow, that is crazy to hear. I had not, like, you yeah. have no idea about this stuff, do you? Exactly, like, and I think as well, like, what sort of goes into it is the trust between, you know, having someone, you know, that would be such a close working relationship. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, that going completely out the window. It's sad, but yeah, so now we'll head into our third news story. Maddie, what have you got? Okay, so this one's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> um, so I have an article here from Music Feeds written by Alex Gallagher, and it is Watch Young Blood mash up his new single with Smoko by The Chats. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. Okay, I'll read the article. You ready? Here's a somewhat unlikely combination. English pop punk singer songwriter Youngblood has shared a new live rendition of his recent single Weird that interpolates Smoko by your favourite Aussie pub rockers, The Chats. Per oppressor, Youngblood linked up with Eamon Sandwith from The Chats over Zoom and received an official blessing to add his take on the track. Indeed, the video opens with the pair speaking over chat with Youngblood explaining, quote, I just wanted to see if I could put Smoko in a mashup of one of my songs, and I needed to ask you because I'd feel sacrilegious if I didn't get your blessing. <laughs> Sandwith is more than happy to oblige, responding, no, no, go for it, mate. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Youngblood goes on to perform the song with his mask-clad backing band, beginning with Weird before switching to Smoko after the first chorus. It's an arguably more poppy take on the chat's original, but somehow ends up feeling kind of uplifting. Youngblood released the original version of Weird back in April with rather prescient lyrics about confronting fear and anxiety. He's expected to release his second album, the follow-up to 2018's 21st Century Liability, later this year. And the video for that is linked in the article, which you'll find down below. You can click on that and have a watch. And my goodness, (laughs) is it, like, it's phenomenal, honestly. So we watched it um, just before recording because we just thought we had to. What was this combination? I wasn't, normally we don't go for like news stories that are like, oh, this person released this song Mm because like it's kind of defeats the purpose. But this one, I was like, we have to talk about this. This is ridiculous. And I loved it. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) It sounded actually really good. And I think, you know, what I was sort of saying to Maddie was... I think the way that weird as a song is structured, it, you know, in the second verse when he starts sort of singing Smoko, it's like, it all sort of fits really well. And then the backing band starts chanting, (laughs) I'm on Smoko, leave me alone. Like that chorus, they start chanting it. And it shouldn't work, but it does. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very weird experience listening to it. Like it's also especially weird listening to someone with a very thick British (laughs) accent (laughs) like say it because like we if you've heard Smoko before you'll know that like 
the verse, it's sort of like, it's like spoken. It's mm-hmm. not really like he's singing at all. Mm-hmm. And so Youngblood does the same thing. He sort of like speaks the first verse um, before launching into the chorus. And it's just so odd. He says like Queensland. Yeah. And, like, all of it. Like, it's just so strange to hear. And it throws you off. But yeah, somehow it, it works. It works. Strangely. And I'm so like, it just goes to show, like we've talked about Youngblood a lot on this podcast and... Um, I just think he's extremely talented and the fact that he thought of doing this mashup and making it work, kudos to him, honestly. I mean, look, let's, I'm not going to lie, I think it makes the chats, like, listenable. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I appreciate that, like, they're just giving it a red hot go and just, like, Mm. not giving, like... A care in the world about what that they're doing and it's great to see and I love it I love that about the chats but like musically speaking you know it's average yeah but like it's, you know it's stuff it's it's honestly it is stuff that you you know would hear at a festival which is fine mm. and it's great love it love what they're doing but like in the sense of you know musically speaking it's it's definitely interesting and I think <laughs> Youngblood's take on it has definitely like flipped it on its head and it's made it so so different to the original for sure and I yeah I just I don't have any words to it's, be fairly honest it's please, a lot. <laughs> please listen to it and let us let us know what you think because we are gobsmacked we really are it. so that is all we have time for for our news segment this week um, you can check out all of the article links and stuff in the description where you will also find our playlists so you can pause the podcast listen to them first um, before you uh, before you hit, hear us chat about the songs we're talking about because there's a lot of interesting ones this week. Oh yeah, so <laughs> we definitely recommend to pause the podcast here, give them a listen, and then come back because yeah, we're gonna take you on a wild ride. Um, but first of all, we'll start with Vivian's song of the week. So what have you got, Viv? So my song of the week this week is "Fubt" by Haim. So again. Haim, we've talked about them so many times on the podcast, but they actually just released their third album. I want to say it was two weeks ago now, or maybe it was a week ago. Um, and I only got around lis- listening to it um, a few days ago, um, just because I haven't had time. And uh, I love Haim. I love this album. I think it's a definitely more co- cohesive album than their last one, than their second album. But this song is my favourite. I think... What I really love about this track is there's this gorgeous guitar rift all throughout. And it's just, you know, it's most likely Danielle because she's singing it and she's always been such a great guitarist. And it's such like, it's such an intrinsic like riff that is so complicated. Yeah. But she sings so gorgeously with it. Like it works so well. And it, at first it is like this sort of guitar ballad because it's just her and the guitar. For most of the song. And, you know, she's sort of singing about this relationship that's messed up. And, you know, but she likes the way that it is. And she's going to keep loving this person no matter what happens. And then towards the end, the percussion comes in. And this gorgeous guitar solo comes in. And it's just... I feel like it shows the best of Haim. Because, you know, every now and then you'd also hear some, like, backing vocals from... Um, SD Alana and it's just like it's like I don't know it's for me it's like the epitome of Haim and I think it's such a great track I think yeah it's definitely like if you didn't really know what Haim was about before mm. now listen to this song and I, I think you'll get a pretty good idea because this is 
honestly, I is probably one of my favorite um, songs on the album as well. Um, yeah, so we both got around listening to it a couple of days ago and mm-hmm. super, super happy with how it turned out, like super impressed with this album. And I think the guitar is like so, so central mm-hmm. to not only like Haim as like an art, like as artists, mm-hmm. but sort of as like all of like this song is basically exactly what they're about and it shows just how talented musically they are. And I yeah, I really love it. Yeah. I absolutely love this song. It's a great track. And I, I'm just so, like, I love how much they've grown as artists over the years. And um, But yeah, so that's my song of the week, F-U-B-T by Haim. Maddie, what is your song of the week? So my song of the week is quite different. It is Take Care of You by Ella Henderson. So um, I've been pretty much in love with Ella Henderson for a while because <laughs> so her first album was released in like 2014 which was when I was still in high school and I listened to it constantly I was obsessed with her voice I think she was on like Britain's Got Talent or something I think so something like I that I think she yeah. was that sort of like how she got her start but like when she released her album it went like platinum and it mm. went absolutely bonkers because she when I tell you like her voice is amazing <laughs> Like, you have to believe me. It is so, so beautiful. And she can do whistle notes, which is That's rad. insane. She, I know. Anyone who can do whistle notes, in my opinion, is just like, I bow down to you because yeah. I wish I could do it. But Wow. Um, this song is very, very different to her album, Chapter One, though. So this is basically like, it's a very tropical house, like, dance sort of mm. track. Um, and she's sort of been, um, dipping her feet into that genre a lot more recently because she hasn't really released any music since that album. And basically chapter one is like the name of her album and it's, it features like a lot of piano ballads and very sort of like softer sort of music. And this is very, very different from that. It's very upbeat, very happy sounding, like it's super uplifting, definitely something that you'd like play when you want to like have a dance it's really really like it's just like a joyful song and I really love it and her voice really shines through on this and I'm super happy with how it turned out and I'm glad that she's releasing music again yeah like yeah so glad and I I have to say like this this sort of music isn't normally what I would listen to but what I did really appreciate about it was just how upbeat it was and I think the production was done really well like yeah you could tell that it's really sort of high quality it's not kitschy if that makes sense like yeah. i feel like a lot of this sort of like tropical house music especially like from pop like sort of singers like they sort of can fall into like a kitschy sort of category but it yeah. definitely isn't with this and i one. think another cool part like it's not like there is some sort of layers to it because there is a part sort of like i guess you could call it the bridge all of the sort of um production sort of dies down and like there's this really cool string mm. part and it's basically just like strings, you know, bass and like her voice and everything sort of like takes it down a notch and you sort of like, um, listen into what she's singing a lot more. And then it like, obviously it like explodes back up into like this, you know, final, final chorus. But I love that, you know, they're like that they had time to sort of put something else into it and mm. put more thought into the song rather than just go, here's some cool production things, here's a drop, and just chuck it together and see what happens. But yeah, I think overall it's a really, really cool song. Um, So that is my song of the week this week. It is Take Care of You by Ella Henderson. And so we'll move on to Under a Rock now. 
And <laughs> this one, okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying this is very much like the most, I think, under a rock I have ever been when it comes to an artist. For sure. Like, <laughs> this takes the cake, honest, honestly. So my song this week is My Own Soul's Warning by The Killers. <laughs> So, um, like, <laughs> we've all heard of Mr. Brightside, um, and we all know and love it. It's a song that everyone screams at the top of their lungs. Yep, for sure. Um, and it's a song that I've really only listened to, like, one or two times <laughs> in my entire life. So don't shoot me or roast me for that. But this song, I don't know how, I don't know what is, I think my, my Spotify algorithm is messed up, because somehow this got on, like... Yeah, I really don't my, know my how. release radar, <laughs> and I listened to it, and like obviously, like I just like chuck it on shuffle, and I wasn't like paying attention to who it was. And I was like, "This is a really cool song." And then I looked, and I was like, "The Killers," and I'm like, "Hold on, <laughs> that rings a bell." And then I go to their artist page, and their top like played song is Mr. Brightside, and I went, "Oh, it's them, <laughs> those people." <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I finally stepped into the Killers genre. And I did a little research because I was super, super, like, out of my depth when it comes to this. Ugh. And so they've just released a new EP um, a couple mm. of days ago. And this song is on, on there. But um, this was, like, a single of theirs, like, a couple of weeks ago. And that's when I first heard it. Like, it wasn't, like, a super, super recent thing. So I've been sort of sitting on it for a while. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like it. Like, I didn't think I would, but I love it. It's definitely... Um, this very much, like, 80s, like, stadium rock type genre Mm -hmm. um and see i i'm gonna throw it over to vivian because she has a lot more like (laughs) she has a lot more like what's what's the word um well knowledge on like what they're actually about because i really don't know anything here's the thing you know when maddie said that this was her song i was like what you should have seen the face that vivian pulled when i was like it's the reason why was because i just you know, sort of when I first thought about it, I thought that the killers and Maddie, I just thought it wouldn't <laughs> go <laughs> well <laughs> together because, you know, at the time, like when she first said it to me, I thought about the earlier stuff and that is like Mr. Brightside era. <laughs> yeah, definitely not my, not and my vibe. <laughs> exactly. And that is definitely more sort of like the indie rock, definitely more experimental sort of side of them. But they're sort of more recent albums probably since Battleborn, they sort of went for this stadium rock, sort of almost Americana kind of vibe where they really sort of came into their own, I think. And with this particular track, it definitely sort of fits within that. And I was sort of saying to Maddie before, the 80s vibe is present in like the instrumentation and everything, but Brendan Flowers, the lead singer, he's always had this sort of typical 80s rock voice yeah and i think that really shines through in this track so i'm really happy guys <laughs> like... i know because it's definitely very much an 80s vibe because like there's this like you know once it because it starts out right it doesn't like start out really super hard it's yeah. like this sort of like fade in it's like this weird sort of like atmospheric like chord that's like just held and then mm. um you've got like the main melody being like sung over the top with like a heap of reverb on it so it's really really weird and then like, you hear the guitar slowly, like, fade in, and then the drums come in, and then it sort of just, like, explodes out from that, and then it's all this, you know, like, this big synth, and, like, 
this driving bass line that sort of like chugs along through the whole thing and then this like the the melody is really really cool i've just been like yelling mm. at the top of my lungs like screaming it and i also think it really the killers they really do this sort of like uplifting vibe with their songs yeah and I think this definitely fits within that as well. Yeah. So, um, let me know what you think, guys. Um, I've finally... <laughs> I've turned a new leaf. Um, <laughs> I, might, I might listen to the rest of their album. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that is my Under a Rock. My Own Soul's Warning by The Killers. Vivian, what is your Under a Rock? So, my Under a Rock this week is So What by Noisy. Um, so, this song came up on my Discover Weekly and... It's a really it's a really interesting song for me because I normally don't listen to this kind of music and it's really hard for me to sort of place what genre this would sort of fit in because it's by an English band and they're very I think this was like their first single or one of their first singles that came out at the end of last year and it's this really sort of blasé take on I guess being young so it's sort of like the I guess the reoccurring theme is each lyric sort of starts with so what and it's you know sort of talking about so what I stay late so what if I get drunk like it's all these different things about being young and in in in, in England excuse me <laughs> my words are like I can't <laughs> all speak over the place. um but yeah it's really cool I really like that sort of vibe and it, for me it's like an interesting storytelling element because it's very specific and it's very you know, it sort of talks about these specific examples that I really like when, like, artists do that because it feels, like, it feels personal yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and it, I really like that. In terms of the instrumentation, though, it's a very, I would say, I don't even know, like, what it would sort of fit in because it's got some elements of indie rock, but then it's got elements of, like, electro and some, like, sort of house elements and it's like all sort of it's very weird it's like a mishmash of yeah just random stuff it's all sort of thrown together and you're just like okay like why does this sound <laughs> like why does it work i don't know but it does and i really like it yeah i was like i don't love the song yeah um i was really like i was sort of taken aback with like the the like the beginning of it because it starts out with this like clapping mm-hmm. like as a percussion and I was like oh this is kind of cool but then like as it sort of like went on I was like yeah not really my vibe but it's definitely very interesting listening to how it's been put together and like yeah. all of those different elements it's very very strange but somehow it's sort of like it is cohesive in a way even though it shouldn't feel like yeah. it is but because yeah. a lot of a lot is going on, especially like in these sort of verses. And the, the, the thing that I think really threw me off is the chorus is a very like pop kind of chorus. Yeah. And I when I first heard it, I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. But after I kept listening to it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can sort of see like what they were going for, and it does feel mm. cohesive. So yeah, it's a cool track. I'm interested to sort of dig into their other stuff, but. That is my Under a Rock for this week, So What by Noisy. So now we will go into Caught My Ear and I'll kick us off. So my song for this week is Soft Boy by Hail Your Highness. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this one because, again, this came up on my Discover Weekly. I was going to talk about it in Under a Rock, but I think it sort of more fit this section. Um, they're two sisters, which is really cool, and their sort of tagline on Spotify is, we make music for people who like to dance, but also like riffs, and I think this song definitely sort of fits within that, because 
the reason why it's you know why I'm talking about it in caught my ear is because there's not a formulaic structure in this song a lot of it when you first sort of listen to it I feel like you could sort of say that a lot of it is just noise a lot of it is sound yeah. sort of coming at you yep. and it's sort of hard to place like what is what is there a verse is there a chorus <laughs> we don't know <laughs> you know what I mean and I I really like that I really respect that because um what I think is really cool is the the guitar riffs, they're so well thought out, so, you know, they're placed very specifically, and it's a very sort of atmospheric kind of song, Yeah, which I really dig, and their voices are beautiful, they really it's interesting, they sort of have like these like punk rock voices they're, they're not like sort of typical like pop voices at all, but they fit so well within this sort of atmospheric sound, I really dig it yeah, I think the thing with, like, the fact that there isn't, like, a formulate, like, verse-chorus, verse-chorus mm. structure, like, it's really, really interesting, but sometimes there is a tendency with stuff like that for, you know, for the listeners to, like, get lost and get a bit all too confusing. But this, the way that they've done it, it sounds like it's, like, a logical sequence of, mm. like, how the music should flow, even though it's not, like, your traditional structure. And I think that is very, very hard to pull off. So they've done an absolutely fabulous job. And I didn't think that I was going to like it as much as I did. Um, like, the more I sort of listened to it, I was like, you know what? I can actually, I actually dig this. Like, And that made me so happy because I, I did not think that she would like it. <laughs> no, I don't like the one before, but this one, but this one I can get down with. Yeah, I just think, like, the way that, yeah, like, one, the riffs are really, really cool. Um, and how they've done that is awesome. And yeah, their voices just sort of top it all off. I think I just, yeah, I love it. So mm. I really do like this song actually. And I think probably my absolute sort of, I thought about it as you were just speaking there. My favorite part would probably be just how the song is driven by the riffs. And yeah. I think that you don't really see that a lot in music. And I think that's really, really cool. So that is my caught my ear for this week. Soft Boy by Hail Your Highness. Maddie, over to you. Alrighty. My, my <laughs> caught my ear is vastly different to Soft Boy. Um, it is called Midsummer by Russell Stewart. And so Russell Stewart sort of describes his sound as alt soul. Um, and I don't really know what that entails, but what I can tell you is it's very, very, this song is very funky. It's very cool. Very simple. Very, very simple. So it's essentially just starts out with these really cool, like organ keys and just really short, sharp, like punchy chords. And the thing that is like the most amazing part about this song is his voice. Like I cannot tell you how cool it is to like this melody is not easy yeah. at all it is not like it does not flow it doesn't follow a normal like melody line that is logical and simple it just it's all over the place mm -hmm. like vocal gymnastics to the max but it sounds insane because it's it's definitely very like jazz and soul influenced like You'll find a lot with like jazz, um, with jazz music, like somehow there's like all of these notes sort of like all over the place, but it, it works somehow. And the way that this, that, that he's like pulled off this melody 
is insane to me. I don't know. I don't know how, but it's so cool. And that's essentially the whole song. It's just like vocals, these really cool like piano keys, the bass, and then like these really soft sort of like drum kit percussion that sort of like mm. chills it. It's very, very laid back, very chilled out. Um, I'm just super impressed with his voice. Like I can't yeah. get enough of it, honestly. I was, when I first, when, when Maddie first was playing it for me, the first thing I thought of was he sounds very similar to Rex Orange County mm. and yep. they have very similar vibes and I think they actually have very similar voices. Yeah. But also like the approach to instrumentation is very similar, especially with Rex Orange County's earlier stuff, I would say. It's very sort of reminiscent of that for me. And I just, I love just how simplistic this song is when you, on the surface of it, you know, it, I feel like it's really easy to listen to. And I yeah. feel like it's almost like a good sort of bridge between, you know, like, jazz and soul and you know that sort of more complicated realm and you know something this feels more accessible and I think that's really really cool I think the thing is too like he makes he makes it sound so easy to sing for sure but it's not like you actually break down where all of the notes are like I would love to see the melody like transcribed onto sheet music because I reckon it would be like ridiculous yeah it is so awesome but it just sounds so easy like it just floats over it and it's not only like that there's so many notes sort of in a short amount of time it's like it's over like a really huge range too like it goes really really low really high Mm. like it's but it just sounds so beautiful and like rich he's got this rich rich voice and i love it so cool so good Um, but yeah it's very jazzy very soul influenced and yeah i really want to listen to the rest of his music because um i'm very impressed with this one so Mm. That's my Caught My Ear This Week, guys. It's Midsummer by Russell Stewart. And normally we would finish the podcast here, but guys, we have a recommendation this Yay. week. Hail the Lord. It is called The Last Boat to Freedom by Madison Cunningham. And this one was recommended to us by Eliza Mullen. So thank you very much, Eliza. Thank you so much. Now, this song, guys, I <laughs> <laughs> we are genuinely speechless over this song yeah like vivian what did you say it was probably the best one that has been recommended so far you reckon? yeah i as soon as we finished listening to it i just said i think this is my favorite recommendation we've had so far and it's because like i just look it's gonna be hard to talk about because i almost don't know what to say it's such an interesting song and the way that it's structured the way the subject matter everything i just Uh. it's honest okay I am not lying when I say when this song finished we just sort of like looked at each other and like we we didn't have any words to say we were just like what in the world was that oh my goodness this is amazing so okay let's 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 try try. (laughs) um so starting off Madison Cunningham beautiful voice absolutely gorgeous um, I was saying, like, halfway through while listening to it, I was like, she's giving me very much, like, Joni Mitchell vibes. 100%. And then we read her Spotify bio, and it was like, her influences, like, Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, and I went, I picked it, picked it, 100%. So good. You can definitely hear it. Very, very cool. Um, like, not blasé in a way that it's lazy, but no. that she sings, but very, very cool. Yeah. Um, instrumentation-wise, this song is nuts. Like... <laughs> So there's so much is going so on. So much going on. 
<laughs> but like the thing is though is there's so much going on but it doesn't feel cluttered mm-hmm. this song doesn't feel cluttered at all and it's like there's these beautiful like elongated string parts and then you'll hear this like random guitar lick in mm-hmm. there and then it's a very very slow burn this song it starts yes. very soft very understated at the beginning and then somehow it like it all sort of comes at you at once and then there's this like ridiculous like the string parts gotten a million times bigger there's like guitar parts for days like it's yeah. insane as, and I, what I really love about that sort of aspect of it is I, f- the song is only maybe just over four minutes, so yeah, it's not it's a like long song. Yeah, it's like four and a half minutes long, I think. But listening to it, I felt like I was going on a journey because yes. there's it starts off like you said, so so slow, so soft, almost understated. But there's this beautiful swell like that just comes mm-hmm. in, and suddenly you've got all these different instruments playing a part, and it, like I said, it just it feels like there's a lot of space. For each instrument to have, I guess it's, you know, time, if that makes sense. So, like, for example, you know, there's, like, these small, like, very short guitar riffs and licks in there that just, you know, you could sort of, like, easily miss it in another song. But the way that this, I feel like everything is so thoughtfully placed in its in its spot that it just, you know, you feel like you could pick up on everything. Yeah, and I think, like, just listening to what you were saying then, how it's sort of... It's definitely well, well thought out and because, like you said, you know, like it swells and it's like this journey, which is very funny because it's called like the last boat to freedom. Yes. And I think that's really, really interesting how it's sort of like play. It feels like, yeah, it literally feels like she's taking you on a journey and like you're walking this, like, you know, um, this experience with her mm-hmm. and it's, oh, I just, yeah, I I don't have any words to explain how amazing this song is. Like, you need to listen to it. It's you really ridiculous. do. Like, it is so, so cool. And I think as well what I, you know, sort of going off what you said there, I looked it up and, you know, this song is sort of um, her her ode to Americana and there's this beautiful line that sort of keeps repeating in the song and it says, the last boat to freedom has a long line. And that to me is just such a, a beautiful lyric that, I feel like can be applicable in so many different situations, but I just, I don't know. That lyric grabbed me instantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So please, (laughs) please listen to it. Like this is, we can only say so much. We really can. (laughs) It's such a beautiful song though, guys. Yeah. So thank you so much, Eliza. Thank you so much. Guys, if you have any recommendations, please send us our way because we love to hear them. And as you can tell, we just like, Froth over this song, and I'm sure. sure if you have one that you really find interesting or that you love, I'm sure we'll froth over it for you as well. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got through it, it was <laughs> it was a wild ride, so another wild. roller coaster. Um, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Castbox, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's where you can, like Maddie said before, send us your recommendations. As you heard, we love talking about this stuff. We love just analyzing and just deconstructing these things. It's why we have this podcast. Yeah. And we'd also love to hear what you guys thought about the other songs we talked about in this podcast, whether you agree, disagree, we'd love to hear any and all thoughts. But until then, we'll see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye guys. See ya.